Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Tommy, how are you today? Doing good. We got a great special guest on. Never did I think we get him on. He works 25 hours in a 24-hour <laughs> day. So the fact that we can get him on for five or 10 minutes is crazy. But one of the great uh, people in sports over the last, well, over a long time, last 20 years, done a lot of incredible work. Um, but to have Stephen A. Smith on with us is a treat for me. So I, he's entertained me a lot. As I'm getting treatment, getting ready for practice, I got the TV on. I look at what they're talking about. Sometimes I laugh. Sometimes I scream. Sometimes I want to yell back. But at least now I get yeah. to see him face to face. And, right. You know, that's the beauty of sports. So it's, My man, uh, I am not engaging in any hyperbole when I say that this is one of the great, great honors to be sitting here being a guest with the man himself, Tom Brady, interviewing me. This, I never saw this coming. I never saw this coming, but it's, it's fantastic. I know I'm talking to the GOAT. I know I'm talking to a guy uh, that's one of the great, great people that has ever blessed the sports world on and off the field. It is an honor and a privilege to be sitting here talking with you, my brother. And you know, Jim and I go back a long way. I love Jim. Love him to death. Love him for years. So it's an incredible honor to be here with you guys. Well, thank you for joining us, Stephen A. Smith. Our program is Let's Go, presented by Hertz. At Hertz, you can change the scenery without ever changing your standards. That's right. No matter where you are with Hertz, you'll always find exactly the right vehicle to make your Let's Go moment unforgettable. Visit Hertz.com to book today. Hertz. Let's go. Tommy, fire away. The shoe's on the other foot here. You have to listen to Stephen A. Smith <laughs> oh, every day of the year. Now you get your chance. He's got this best-selling book, New York Times bestseller, Straight Shooter Out. And let me tell you, folks, it's a fantastic read. And you're going to learn a lot about Stephen A. Smith, how his father treated him, how he got to be where he is, the love of his mother, and all of these great sports stories. It's, it's, it's terrific. Fire away, Tommy. No, I think it's amazing because, you know, you think of, um, you know, and I certainly relate in a lot of ways, you know, he's worked his way up and he's done it the right way too. And I have a lot of respect for that. Some people, you know, it's, there's, there's a degree of luck. There's a lot of people who just got to fight and earn everything they get. And Stephen A is one of them too. So, you know, that's, that's in the book and, um, happy I'm on the show. And, and, uh, I think it's amazing, you know, sports bring so many people together. It's all about, what it does for our communities, see the Eagles win and, and what they do in the community. How, how many sports do you watch and how do you keep up with basketball, with boxing, with yeah. MMA, with football? Yeah. And, you know, have this educated opinion on it, which is, you know, it's an opinion, That's but right. at the same time, it's a very, um, it's a valued opinion by so many. So I think it's just so impressive, the commitment that it really takes for you to show up every day prepared confident and it comes across that way and you just do an amazing job of always threading the needle i appreciate that i think that you know my journalism background comes into play in this regard tom um starting out doing four internships before i was a high school reporter then a college reporter and then you get promoted to nba columnist general sports columnist and you get on tv you do all of this stuff over the years you cultivate relationships resources you build on that of course i watch as often as I possibly could. I mean, obviously, I'm primarily a basketball guy, but then the NFL became so big and, 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 and so pertinent in the eyes of so many people in America and throughout the world now that you got to pay attention to what's going on. But the reason I bring up the journalism is because of the approach that I took. You have to wake up every day knowing what's percolating in your minds of the viewer, the listener, the reader. You got to know. You got to have an idea. And then after that, You got to know about going, not just the subject matter, but go about touching on subjects in ways 
that every reporter, your contemporaries in the business don't necessarily do it. And so when you're doing that, it really, really comes down to the amount of work that you're trying to put in and what you're trying to cultivate the relationship. For me, I've been very blessed and fortunate. Part of my bold, my boldness, the, the things that I say and why is because most of the time I know the people that I'm talking about because I've spoken to them. I've spoken to them. I've spoken to relatives. I've spoken to friends. I've spoken to coaches. I've spoken to executives overseeing a prospective franchise that they may represent. And in my case, I know several owners. And so as a result of that, you get perspectives. They don't necessarily sit up there and tell you people's personal business or whatever. But what they do is they give you perspectives about the human being. And I have an obligation. I feel an inherent obligation to always be fair and always be humane. And so for me, even though I'm bold with my take, it's on what I see, not on who you are, not on, 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 on what you're about. I don't do that. I don't play that game because so many people try to go a bit far for clickbaits and stuff like that. Well, I came up at an age where there was no clickbait, was no yeah. social media. We yeah. had to start off. We had to go out there and you had to cultivate relationships and really that's get right. inside and know people. That's what the work Jim and I did throughout the years. That was before yeah. social media. And so yeah. all of that stuff I carry to me to the modern day. And what I find myself embracing is that police mentality to some degree where you've got people that want to be bloggers and they want to talk as if they know, but they've cultivated no relationship. They have no connections. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. And I'm the guy that reels it in and says, this makes sense. That doesn't. This is crossing the line. That's not. And I pride Mm. myself in playing that role because that makes sure that we're policing each other rather than trying to focus on policing y'all. It's a classy way to do it, you know, because I think for an athlete, you want to feel that nothing gets taken out of context, you know, because we say things so emotionally, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like I scream at a referee. Well, why do I scream? Because I'm, you know, I'm on fire. (laughs) I'm on fucking fire. Exactly. It's like I'm I'm out here. I'm, I'm, you know, you're and you take it out of context and you say, oh, well, why is I yelling at this guy? Well, because your your engine's so revved. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, just having the you know, the discipline, you know, to, to, to keep your poise and keep your focus. And, and I think for you to show up like you do with a great um, balanced, fair opinion, and, you know, you do take a stand, you have an opinion that's hard to do today. And what we do is hard to have an opinion because, you know, you just, you go, God, is it really worth it? Is it worth yeah. to have an opinion to take on all the other shit, which mm, is not right. that important to me, like just exactly. let it go. And I've always kind of taken the approach, like, I don't care what they say. I just, in the end, I know how, I know who I am. I know the people who respect me. I know my teammates is really the ones that are in the fight with me. So, right. you know, it's such a trusting thing when we find people and Jim's been a friend of mine. Like I, I trust Jim, you know, and right. just because we've been together and I know his wife and we, you know, there's a part of you right. where you can say something and bounce an idea. It may not be right. It just may be verbalized. And when you verbalize something in your mind, you go, oh, that's not what I, it's not what I wanted to say. You know, is it just didn't come out the way because I don't have the, you know, a certain ability like that in the moment. Like some people have that amazing ability, like you. Yeah, but I tell you this: like, for example, everybody isn't fortunate and blessed enough to have the relationship uh, with a Tom Brady the way Jim Gray is. He's earned it, and make no mistake about it, and he deserves it. And that's a great person to have a relationship with because Jim Gray is is one of the legends, as far as I'm concerned. But I will tell you this, when I talk about humanity and I talk about fairness, that's where it comes in. Because even though I may not know you, you'll see me on TV. And if I was wrong, 
publicly, but then I go on the air and say I was wrong publicly and make that correction, then that goes a long way with other human beings because you're like, okay, wait a minute now, this guy is trying to be fair, as opposed to a guy that blows off at the mouth and says what he wants to say, how he wants to say it in public, in a public forum, but then he want to apologize privately. No, that's weak. That's weak. Yeah. That's, 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 that's not sincere. And public so displays me, deserve public apologies. Private displays, right. then you can get a private apology. That's, that's right. Exactly. And so for me, you're absolutely right. And, and that's the code that you try to live by. For me, I've always been one of those people that I want to be able to run into the person that I was talking about and they can look at me and say he was fair and he was humane. Now, I might have had a strong opinion about what you did. On that particular day, like I was talking about Aaron Rodgers a couple of times. I love Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal. But I didn't like a couple of things he did. That doesn't mean I don't like him. (laughs) It doesn't mean that I don't respect him. You know, and so I try to make sure that people understand that difference. And I think it's incredibly important important in today's day and age because what we have in the social media and some of these trolls and the kind of subjects that they try to tackle, it could be about you, Tommy, it could be about you, Jimmy, it could be about me. You know, it's like, wait a minute here. Certain things are beyond the pale and it's crossing the line. And damn it, if they don't say it, I'm going to say it. You don't need to be doing that to people. And that's what I try to do. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. We're here on Let's Go. We got the man who's controlling the conversation in sports, our dear friend, Stephen A. Smith. Our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. Snake is late. Come on. What, what is going on here, Tom? Where's the button? He can't I was hit the button. USAA. Boom. I We'll use you. Uh, and USAA okay. will love that. Boy, that was a beautiful salute yesterday to the service. That was just a fantastic rendition of the uh, national anthem by uh, U.S. Navy veteran Wilson yesterday before the Kansas City Chiefs game. Some of the Chiefs were in tears. That was just beautiful. As we, as we continue with Stephen A. Smith, um, Stephen, you've cultivated a personality. Your fairness, you go out of your way to be fair. And I appreciate what you just said about me, and I, and I thank you for that. But you've gone out of your way to be fair. When you take a, a position on an issue, you will present the other side so that you make sure that at least people know there is another side, even if you don't agree with that other side. So I'm wondering how you've cultivated this personality that's really become dominant at ESPN and dominant across the landscape and still 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 have that personality yet when people really examine it they know they know that there's integrity in it. Well, first of all, I respect my elders. I respect people who paved the way because if it wasn't for them and what they did, uh I wouldn't be in a position to do what I do. So that's first of all. Secondly, I marvel at the greatness of professional athletes. I wanted to be one. Damn it, I wasn't good enough to be one. Period. I wasn't them. All right. So let's understand that there's a level of reverence uh, that we accord to professional athletes. It's not to be envied or jealous about. It's to be respected and appreciated because without them, where would we be? That's number two. Number three, what you have and what I've seen evolve in the industry is two extremes. We got people who want to be extreme 
and they want to go, they want to be skeptical and they want to be cynical and they want to pride themselves and hold it up as a badge of honor that they were willing to say what others were scared to say and all of this other stuff, according to their perspective. Or they want to kiss the athletes and executives behind in front of their face, calling themselves, ingratiating themselves with somebody when you're really not pulling it off because there's nothing authentic about you. True people who are about fairness, who are about being humane, who are about being decent, respect the fact that you're authentic and that you come at them with who you really are. Jim, you would know what I'm about to say to Tom is absolutely factual. You know how many people have smiled without even seeing them? You know how many people have smiled in Tom Brady's face? Swearing up and down, they're huge supporters of his. And they'll go back to the newsroom and they actually feed the stories to other people about what they should be writing about, what they should be talking about, et cetera, et cetera. And Tom wouldn't know the difference because obviously he's not in that newsroom, but we've seen it. My, my response to all of that is exactly who I am behind his back is exactly who I'm going to be in his face, period. Because there's a level of authenticity that everybody is owed. And so when you have that approach to things, that comes with longevity, because people understand who you are and they can trust you to be you and you being true to yourself is not something that you have to fake and uphold for a certain period of time before you get caught for being phony. No, if you're mm -hmm. real and authentic, you're real and authentic and you wake up every day being your true self and you got to hope that that resonates. And I've been fortunate and blessed enough where it's worked for me. No, I think the authenticity is a great point. You know, I think that's, uh, you know, showing up to be who you are and you don't have to be someone that you're uh you know that you think people want to hear you know and i think that makes it that's i when i see uh when i see charles barkley who i absolutely love and adore he yes, does the so same do thing shack does the same thing my brother I mean, yeah yeah that i mean that show inside the nba is unbelievable because everybody does it that's and right. they just have an amazing chemistry so you know, it's fun to watch even as athletes, you know, we, we watch the shows and, you know, we have it on. It's, you know, I think for me, it's so long, you know, I never take any debt. I just realize, all right, there's another show tomorrow. And, you know, look, you throw some bad passes, you deserve to yeah. hear about it. You know, but at the end That's of the right. day, it's just, it's entertainment for all of us. And sports are entertainment. That's what we're here mm -hmm. for. We're here to entertain people, right. you know, so there's a, such a mutual, a mutual admiration and appreciation and respect that should go both ways always, you know, and, you know, the other thing that I, I think it's important to bring this up, athletes help along the way. And I'm not going to get into details because that's your business. But I remember years ago, some Boston radio host said something about your kid and you called into the radio show and literally no, not a disrespectful tone, not a disrespectful word. You simply said that was crossing the line. And this regular weekly morning appearance that I do, you're not going to do that today because that offend me. There wasn't a single decent, respectable reporter that could not or fail to appreciate what you did because mm -hmm. that dude was wrong. And there's certain things. It's like, wait a minute. You, you're staining all of us when you do something like that. You don't do something like that. There's certain lines that you just don't cross. And I don't mind when an athlete, especially when they do it with the dignity and the class that you've exhibited as far as I'm concerned throughout your entire career, when you are calling somebody to the carpet for being indecent. I think it's important. I think it's yeah. necessary. And, and I applaud you for it. I really, really do.
Because it yeah. reminds us, it reminded us that we all have an obligation. And that's what I said that morning. It reminded all of us that we all have an obligation to meet a certain standard. Yeah. We don't get immune for that just because we're chronicling and recording it. No, we're a part of meeting that standard as well. We have that obligation just like everybody else. I think the point is too, my dad always, the best compliment, as we know, because you know, I'm older than all the other athletes at this point, but <laughs> you know, my dad always used to say, and it was a great compliment for everybody, he's a class act. And you know, we're, we're, we're missing so much, I think, the class and class act now. Now we're acts. Right. Yes. So I think in points where you say, wait, there are boundaries to this. You know what I mean? Like for the most part, you try to be really patient as an athlete because mm-hmm. for the most part, the subject matter that comes up or the questions that I receive, I've, I'm, at le- I'm at layers and levels so deep in the right. sport of football. Right. You're asking something just on the surface. And I understand that. That's no problem. And I'm going to show you the respect because I understand it's not your job to know the levels and layers that I know. Right. But right. how can I be respectful to you asking the question? No problem. I'm going to answer it. But at the same time, it goes both ways. You can't, you know, you can't take unnecessary, you know, no. shots because, it, you know, especially in, in, and for the most part, I haven't done that much, but just certainly when it relates to family or they yes. don't choose that. My daughter doesn't choose. My parents don't right. choose. Exactly. My sisters don't choose. I chose sports. It's still you still d- deserve to have a level of res- mutual respect. And by, by the way, that's why I'm on with Jim all the time. I have that. That's why I, that's why I love listening to you. That's why there's certain people that I go, okay, he's a class act. He's got a great opinion. Does he come in here and tell me how great? No, of course not. I'm not that great all the time. Some days I have great days. Some days I got shitty days. Right. By the way, that's life. When I mean, you got to wake up. And, you know, so many athletes, you know, it's like, how do you really judge an athlete? in my mind is always look everyone's great when it's great when it's not great who are you who are you to your teammates when it's not great when the arrow gets pointed at you and the bullseye on you and everyone's who are you to everybody are you the same guy or are you a different guy or are you only good when it's good for you right. you know and i think so much we we all want to do great all the time we put so much pride into what we do we work hard we work long hours you do jim does i do patrick mahomes does josh allen does you know, Kyle Shanahan does, but you know what? There's only one team that's going to win. And there's the ability for us to all, you know, have this amazing life in sports, which, you know, I look, I still feel like I'm a 14 year old kid <laughs> in a locker room and having fun. And, you know, there's such an uh, enjoyable aspect to life. And it's, uh, I, I would say this <clears throat> one thing that I throw out, cause you brought up something that's very, very important. There is no excuse no excuse. And I'm not going to say any names. Y'all know who they are. We have we do have pundits out there who have never played, who think they know as much as y'all know. There is no excuse for that. That is inexcusable. OK. And those are people you, you should summarily dismiss because when they try to come across as if they know as much as you know, it's one thing to say, I know what I saw. It's one thing to say, I know what these results are, but to act like the nuances of football is something that I deserve to be in the same room as Tom Brady with is utterly ridiculous. Okay. I can chronicle what I saw yesterday during the game. These are the results. Here's what I saw with this play, this play, that play. That's it. But I don't know what you know. So when you have That's somebody- a great, you know, that's just a great, great point. Tommy, what do I say to you all the time? I, I don't know what I'm seeing. What do I tell you before we do exactly. this all the time? What, tell me what I saw. Yeah, I know what I That's saw, right. but I don't know any of the layers and the depth 
or what he was just explaining. Stephen A., you got a couple more minutes or we've got to let you go? Yes, I do. No, no, no. I got a couple more minutes. It's incredibly important that you bring that up because that is inexcusable. But there's a flip side. The flip side to it is that when someone comes before you, acknowledging they don't know what you know and asking you to explain it. I think that at times there are professional athletes who do themselves a disservice by not explaining yeah. Because that person's not going anywhere and they're going to be chronicling what you do. And if they're asking you to educate them yeah. occasionally, yeah. it's something you should take advantage of. And yeah. Tommy has done, Tommy, Tom Brady has done this show for 14 years and he has educated and explained to the Absolutely. public. And he has gone into areas that he didn't have to go into. I mean, look, I traveled with Muhammad Ali. I've been around Kobe, Dr. J, Michael Jordan, all these guys, and they all have special, unique qualities. Uh, Ali um, amongst the height of the height, okay? But they didn't take a half hour every week during their season and come on and explain what happened, not only on 4th and 10, but how they felt about it, the interaction with their teammates, how it it impacted the community, how it impacted them. And you're really to be commended for that, uh, Tom. You really are because there hasn't been anybody in this position who has done this, at least – at this length of time, consistently. As a person that has the platform that I have, let me be the first to say that I believe that I'm talking to one of the greatest, if not the greatest, that has ever played. But I'm not just talking about football. I'm talking about people. Um, the kind of things that you've, the challenges that you've embraced, what you've overcome. I'm telling you, as somebody that has my own morning show, that I'm on live television 10 hours a week. I understand that Tom Brady is a separate category than most throughout the history of sports. Because no matter what the circumstances were, no matter how many times you could have bitched and moaned, no matter how many times you could have complained, no matter how many times you could have thrown people under the bus and all of this other stuff, you never did it. And you went out there and you performed and you're a seven-time champion. But in a lot of people's eyes, whether they want to admit it to you or not, especially folks in the media, we know who we're talking to when we're talking to Tom Brady. We ain't just talking to a champion on a football field. We're talking to a champion in life. And you're not just respected, but you are revered. Oh, and I'm telling you for me it. personally, personally for me, I don't revere too many people, yeah. but you are one of those people. And Thank I just you. want you to know that. I just want I, you to know that. I appreciate it. You know, I've had a, there's a lot of people that impacted me, you know, in, in life and sports, like all of us, we all have our story, you know, and, and I think the people, you know, so many people, I learned so many lessons along the way people come into my life at the right time. And I think just being open and receptive and learning from people that are, I look up to and revere an 85 year old friend of mine, you know, my dad, um, people who have gone through difficult things in life and, you know, my path to, success was never straight. You know, it wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the prodigy, you know, I had to work hard and I had to, I had to be, I had to be part of a team. And I think team sports bring out the best. And certainly in me, they did. I always wanted to make my teammates. I never wanted to let them down. I wanted to take the field every week. I wanted to give us the best chance to win. I cared about them deeply, cared about what we were trying to accomplish. I cared about the fans and the organization. I cared about my family and you show up and you do your best. And you know what? Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. And that's okay if it doesn't too. You know, I always felt like, and I tell my kids this all the time, I don't care what happens. Just do your best. 
And if you do your best, it's all going to be okay. Now, if you don't do your best, we're going to have a talk. But it ain't about the outcome. It's about the process. And if you're always focused on wins and losses, why don't we think about the process of winning and losing? The process of, of, of being successful, of trying to accomplish things that we set out for. We all have an important job, you know, and, and the important job is to, you know, bring people together. Super Bowl Sundays in two weeks. You know, that's the time in America, man, we are there. We are, we are together where you call your best friends up and you say, Hey, let's get together for these four or five hours. And it's a tradition that's, you know, unbelievable. And, you know, I was banging pots and pans in the Bay Area watching Joe Montana and Steve Young <laughs> Super Bowls. Right. I was at every freaking parade. You know, I was, there's so much joy and so much gratitude for those experiences, what life's all about. And now I, from the other side, that's what was for me growing up. I want to give that too. I want to give back, you know. And we had Roger Staubach on a few weeks ago and Steve Young, two of my favorites, you know, for not just the player. The player is one thing. I mean, we're all players, whatever, you know, great. I throw a ball. At the end of the day, I don't cure cancer. I throw a ball. But but what can I do? I can handle things the right way. I can handle success the right way. I can handle failure the right way. I can take account- accountability when things don't go right, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I can try to solve the problems, you know, behind closed doors too when we have a problem. I don't need to solve them by telling everyone what our problems are. Let me go to the people who can fix it. Stephen A. Smith is our special guest of ESPN. Straight Shooter is his book. Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady, we're here on Let's Go. We're brought to you by American Express. It's easy to get excited about the game. You love hearing the sound of the whistle, smelling the concessions all the way from your seat. Reminds you of the thrill of being at the game. And you know, American Express will be there every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. I got a show. It's called The NBA in Stephen A's World. It's being co-produced with Omaha Productions, which is Peyton Manning's show. And yeah. so I do it. I do it several times during the year. We're going to do some more during the playoffs because it's, 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 uh, it's my own version of the Manning cast, per se. Only bring that up because I love me some Peyton Manning. Yeah. And I know how brilliant he is at the game of football. And I know what he teaches us every time he opens his mouth. Yeah. What I want to say to you is this. You play football another year, two years, whatever. You retire, that's your business. We'll celebrate you no matter what. When you get into that booth, Tom Brady, I'm here to tell you, you're going to teach people a lot. And I'm not talking about football. The kind of message that you just articulated, when you're in that booth on a weekly basis, it won't be just throwing footballs anymore. You're going to be talking. And when you're talking, trust me when I tell you, everybody's going to listen. Mm. Make no mistake about it. And you're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked at the kind of profound impact that you're going to have. Get ready for it. Look forward to it. Yeah. Because it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. I'm sure that's one of the great things you feel, too, when you hear that out. You know, when you're walking around the streets, wherever you're at, you know, I'm sure people really appreciate you being a part of, you know, what their mornings are, what they're, what they're, you know, you're educating them to. It's a, it feels good to give back, even though we're working. You're going to be scratchy with people or you're going to be calm, laid back, easy guy. You're going to get a little scratchy. I think the interesting thing about me is in football, I have a very, um, I see it very, it's very black or white. It's right or wrong. And, you know, there's strategies which are right or wrong and you're not going to get them all right all the time but i have you know there's the right approach to take you know and and 
And I know, I know I, when I watch it, I see who's winging it and I see who's really got detailed plans. I was really, you know, like the Eagles, for example, they're playing to their strengths so well, so well. They're playing such good football. They're going to be really tough to beat. Now the Chiefs, you know, it's, 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 you know, which plays are they making, you know, and they're a spectacular team. And when I watch Travis Kelsey and Patrick play together, they have such a unique relationship, you know, it's, so, you know, you go into these Super Bowls and, you know, it's truly the two best teams this year. You know, the the one seed in both side, they, you know, won pretty handily, you know, Philly did yesterday. But there's a, there's, there's, you know, there's so much to be, there's so much to learn. There's so much to teach. You know, it's ever evolving. Believe me, as much as you think I'm willing to, you know, teach people, I'm really looking to learn. You know, I'm really looking to learn from all the people that I get to talk to. I get a opportunity to be in a job in the future where I get to travel around and learn from all the other people that I've looked up to and admired and different organizations and different people. So it's exciting for me too. You know, I, I feel like it's, you know, the opportunity to do that is something that I'm really looking forward to whenever that time comes. Stephen A., thank you for taking so much time with us. Best of luck in all of your endeavors. We're going to be watching you all day and night on ESPN and go pick up the book, Straight Shooter. You're going to learn a lot from Stephen A. And most importantly, this is a loyal honorable, really decent, terrific friend and person. So if you get a chance to see him on the street, take that into account. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I really appreciate y'all having me here. Tom Brady called, I came. That's the, that's the thing. That's the thing. He called, I came. Right? I We're there. Tom Brady. All right, fellas. All right. Y'all take care. That's Stephen A. Smith. We've got a lot more coming up here on Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady. Our program is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, even football fans can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. We're going to talk about what went on on the field yesterday in the championship games with Tom Brady when we return right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Hey, it's Lindsay Rhodes, host of the NFL Roadshow, a SiriusXM podcast. Working our way towards Super Bowl 57 with the kind of analysis you won't find anywhere else. We go beyond the headlines and try to get to what's really going on in the NFL. On Mondays, we react to the weekend's games. Who were the difference makers? Which were the moments we'll never forget? Then on Wednesdays, we look ahead to the next round of games, where they'll be decided, and what you should be looking for. The NFL Roadshow is available on the SXM app with all of our trials and popular plans or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Shop K's Valentine's sale starting February 3rd and save on a gift that means more without spending more. Visit your local K store or shop on K.com and celebrate Valentine's Day and every kiss with K. Sing it, Tommy. Every kiss begins with K. Grammy weekend's coming up. Do we got a shot? <laughs> By the way, I understand you might have you might have an Academy Award role coming up here. Uh, 80 yeah. for Brady releases on February 3rd. And yeah. uh, are you in the uh, mix for the uh, Academy Awards? I'm not. You know, it's it's uh, it's it is really exciting, though. I'm actually flying out tomorrow to L.A. to uh, be at the premiere. And I just want to be there to support everyone who really worked hard on it over the last couple of years to see it from start to finish and from uh, the conception of it to, you know, writing the script, to editing it, to, you know, getting some of these amazing women that are, are the actors, 
and directors uh, and to be on set and have my teammates there and then to see it you know shown and then edited i mean literally from start to finish we were part of it and it's going to be great to see everyone and kind of celebrate um you know a, a really cool once in a lifetime opportunity um to have a you know a, a, a hollywood a hollywood premiere but a world-class movie with amazing people and uh like i said before you know it's always about team and it's an amazing team that's worked on this and i give my agent uh jason hodes um you know a lot of uh you know he really pushed hard to to make this happen and um it came it, it just came out awesome so i hope everyone really enjoys it and it's really a fun feel-good movie and it's got a great story it's about friendship it's about uh, there's a lot of you know twists and turns that take place so i think everyone will really enjoy it when you look at yourself on the big screen yeah and you've been in some other things obviously with cameos but this one has your name on it even though you're not one of the stars of the film it's about you but it's not you per se starring in the film yeah when you look at yourself on the screen and you're with those great actresses yeah not including gronk <laughs> i said actresses <laughs> how do you view yourself it was, uh, you know, I, I, it's probably not something I'm entirely comfortable with, especially when you're on set with the legends. Um, you know, it was interesting when I watched the movie for the first time, I was in this really cool stu studio in, in, uh, in New York and they closed it down and I brought my three kids and within 10 minutes, you know, I'm tearing up, you know, and why am I doing that? It's an emotional part of my life. You know, that 2016 season, I know the stories about the women and, 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 and their amazing friendships and the twists and turns of life and how they take you. And, and I was just, you know, super emotional there with my kids going, wow, this is amazing. You know, that, uh, you know, you just, how things in life happen. And, um, you know, it was, I'd say a little bit therapeutic, you know, some things that went in that year with my mom was going through a really tough time. Um, and then to hug my children after that game, it was a really meaningful game. I knew what the outcome of the game is. Everyone obviously knows what the outcome of that game was. And the story is not really about the game per se. But, um, you know, there's something in it for everyone. I think everyone will really enjoy it. So is Malcolm Butler the star of the show? No, you know, it's good. There's a lot of them. But, uh, you know, Julian does a great job. Danny does a great job. Gronk does a great job. These are my boys. And, and we got to be on set together. And, and uh, the women are the star of the show. The great actors and the women they represent as uh, the real-life women who created this amazing bond through watching sports and watching Patriot football games uh, on Sundays. It, it kept their friendship going for a long time. And it's a really special story. 80 for Brady. Check it out. A theater near you premieres February the 3rd. It's a good segue, Tom, since uh, we'll just make this the Tom Brady segment. It's Tom Brady. Let's go with Tom Brady. <laughs> Do you know, Tom, did you know you had your own apparel line? I think we need to change the copy on this. I think everybody knows that right now. It's called Brady Brand. You can check it out at BradyBrand.com, including is how can the Brady brand still be a new pant? We've been talking about a new pant now all season. Are there new <laughs> pants for the new pants? We come out a, a lot. We got new drops all the time. I'll tell you, they are the best. I wear them literally every day. They're there's comfortable, lots of different styles for working out, for chilling at the house, for you know going out in the neighborhood. You know they're very versatile, great fabrics. There's great movement, and uh, you know I love them. So you should love them too. And 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 everything's you know let's just make it one big commercial. Everything's at Dick's now, as Larry Fitzgerald, <laughs> who works for Dick's, is has alerted us uh, in in his segment. 
Uh, you now have huge displays there. Anyway, look good and feel even better. Brady Brand, let's go. Let's go and let's talk about some football. Uh, our thanks to Stephen A. Smith for joining us. But uh, let's start with San Francisco. That was the love of your life when you were a kid. Uh, 49ers uh, had some big disappointment yesterday. They went through f- four quarterbacks this season, yeah, yeah. and uh, none of them could make it on the field and throw a pass. Uh, they all got injured, and uh, it was kind of it was it was kind of sad because you know they they just kind of had to play out the string there and couldn't really compete. And Brock Purdy got injured on the first series, came yeah. back at the end of the game or late in the game when the when the game was decided, couldn't throw a pass. Yeah, because it's Johnson fr- got hurt. Very sad. Yeah. It's a fragile sport. Injuries play a role too, you know, and when they happen to the quarterback, I think it's really relevant. You know, obviously people can see the quarterback out there, but it, look, it happens in other positions too. If you lose your best pass rusher in a game, that of course affects the outcome of the game. You lose your left tackle in a game, of course that affects pass protection. Um, obviously with a quarterback, you know, that one's easy because we focus on the quarterback so much, but injuries play a role in every game and, and um, they – you know, your margin of error changes quite a bit. Obviously, San Fran had, you know, really no chance to compete yesterday. That was that was tough just to, you know, see that happen. But and at the same time, it's the reality of the sport. So uh, Philly deserved it. They had an incredible season. They played well on defense. You know, they forced, you know, that pass and, and the injury to, to Brock there on his on his wrist or his, his uh, elbow. You know, it's a... Um, it's it's truly part of the sport. It's contact sport, and that's why it's a demolition derby, and that's why, you know, all these games are somewhat unpredictable. You know, you go to the Super Bowl, Patrick's had a sprained ankle, you know, <clears throat> Jalen's had a hurt shoulder. Anything can happen in the first quarter of the game, and of course it's going to affect the outcome. So, you know, yesterday was just – if you're relegated to handing the ball off down 28 points or whatever it was there in the fourth quarter, it's there's no chance of coming back at that point. So – Everybody today, Tom, will say it doesn't come down to one play. And certainly in the Eagles game, it doesn't come down to one play, but it sets the tone. Plays can set tones, whether we see it at the end of a game where the play really is decided uh, when you see uh, a roughing call on sportsmanlike conduct on Patrick Mahomes. And you also see it with Smith. Smith did not catch that ball. Okay. So there's human error involved. The officials on the field yeah. rule it good. Yeah. They're scrambling. And now we have the eye in the sky and in the NFL in New York supposed to make that determination. They don't make the determination. They see all the cameras, but they don't. So now the coach has to make a guess. Do I spend a challenge? Do I not spend a challenge? He doesn't do it. Turns out if he would have, he would have won. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing of the split-second officiating calls yeah. affect people's lives. And they affect the outcomes of games. You know, you're asking a man to stop pursuing somebody at a boundary because he steps out eight inches and then he pushes him. And that's the difference in the game. Yeah. It's not, I'm not saying it's the official's fault. Yeah. I'm just saying the way that the games are, these officials are put in positions where they make these split second decisions that aren't always right or that they do affect outcomes of game. As a player, having been on both sides of this, the wins and the loss. Eli Manning could have been called in the grasp yeah. all those years ago by yeah. the officiating crew, but he wasn't. He escapes, yeah. and David Tyree catches it on the side of his helmet. Yeah. So you've had the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Yeah. When you're going through it with those things that I just explained from yesterday, can you give us 
how each side is handling this today. Yeah, and it's it's uh you know look when you're on the wrong side of it, obviously it's uh, it's tough to swallow, and there's a lot of reasons to be uh, you know angry or emotional. When you're on the right side of it, you discount it. No, oh, you know look we get plenty where we don't go our way either. I think that the the over um, look everyone wants the refs to make great calls all the time. Everyone wants me to complete every pass. It's not the reality. There was a time in sports where there was an instant replay all the time. You know, in tennis, there were line judges, and they called things out, and sometimes they were in, and John McEnroe would scream at the umpire. That's what he would do. And now they have the technology they've used, and, you know, for the Wimbledon, you know, you know, every – literally, I mean, to the, to the centimeter, they can determine whether balls are in or out. So, you know, as we go in sports, yeah, part of it is we can try to eliminate some of those determinations. But if you look at holding in the NFL – there is holding on every single play. Every Now, look, are you allowed to hold? No, you're not. It's against the rules. Do, is there holding by the offensive line and defensive line on every play? Yes. When are they going to call it? You know, And so, in Cincinnati, they're screaming today about Orlando Brown on that same play. Yeah, of holding. course. Yeah, yes. now, I'm, and there's, con, there's always holding. And it's just the way sports are. You know, it's just another thing for us to get emotional about. And you know, the refs got a tough job. What are they going to get every call right? I mean, they, is anyone 100% in their job? And it's a hard job to do. They're making decisions in a sense, you know, in the millisecond. This is what I believe. It could clear, you know, there's there's a, they, they started with, um, what was the rule? Uh, I forgot ex- exactly, but there was three terms they used. Um, it was clear, it was obvious, and it was, um, it went for a period Indisputable. Of time. Yeah, clear, obvious, and indisputable, but it, and prolonged, you know. And I think that in the end of the day, that would be my barometer for throwing flags, you know. That would be my barometer for taunting. Was it clear? Was it obvious? And was it prolonged? If it meets those criteria, penalty, holding, defensive, uh, defensive illegal contact, uh, offensive pass interference, you know, it could be clear, but it could be quick, and it doesn't really affect the play that much, or. They ref, it's almost like with their personality type, you know, some people go in and, and it's not the same ref all the time. And that's okay. You know, look, they're humans. We're all different. Some refs call the game tight. Some talk close. Coach Belichick always had a line. We're doing business as business is being done. If they're calling it tight, we got to understand they're calling it tight. When you get to the playoffs, a lot of times they don't call it in the playoffs, which I think as players, we really actually like that. We like when they let us play, you know, now. Is there a, can that go too far? Absolutely. But, you know, if you're thinking about rule changes in refereeing, it's very difficult because when you slow mow things down to the millisecond on a TV review, yeah, everyone's going to be up in arms about everything. But when you're, when you're monitoring those things in real time, they're happening so quick. So, you know, I think clear, obvious, and prolonged is a great way in taunting and holding and DPI, roughing the quarterback. You know, all those things are you know, I think would be a, a better barometer for, for throwing those flags. How much does the officiating affect players? Do players discuss officiating? Yeah, you know, we do. We talk about it. You know, by the time you get out in the field, maybe in the defensive secondary, probably, you know, whether they're calling it tight, how much can they hold? You know, there's a player on KC holds on every play. Um, you know, they're one of their high-paid cornerbacks, and he just covers with his hands. Some guys do that. Now, they could throw a flag on every play, or they can get so used to him doing it that they never throw flags. 
So it's hard, you know, sometimes they throw it, sometimes they don't. And, you know, it's, look, I like, I appreciate that style of play. I think it's a really good tactic. It's a really good style. Every defender holds from time to time. Every offensive player holds from time to time. You know, it's just how close are they calling it? Yeah. So guys will adjust on the field to the way that the officials are refereeing the game. If they can hold more and not get called, they're going to hold more because it's an effective way of covering people and blocking people. If they're going to call it, they realize, all right, I can't do what, you know, I can't play that style of play this game. So a lot of it is you just have to understand what you're dealing with on that day and that in that game. Does getting on an official work in the NBA, we had guys that you knew, you know, makeup calls. Do makeup calls work in the NFL? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think the approach I always took was, you know, if I felt that they missed a call on me, I was going to let them know because if there was a similar, you know, thing that they saw later in the game, you know, maybe you get a flag. I think everyone's always lobbying the refs for calls in the future. And, you know, if they miss one, you want to make sure they know. So, you know, I don't think in the end they're going to throw a flag that's not there. You know, I always found it interesting that they throw a flag on things that didn't ever happen. You know, you can't call a holding that didn't happen because how do you see something that didn't happen? And that part you're guessing, and that's a mistake. So I'd rather have not call it and it happens than call it and it didn't happen because, you know, you can't, you can't throw a flag for seeing something that didn't actually happen, you know? So that's, that's kind of where I get maybe a little bit frustrated, but at the end of the day, i never really got frustrated. Maybe in the heat of the moment, I say something to the ref and, you know, I yell at him cause a guy hit me and, but in the end, if they call it, they call it. If not, you know, Oh, well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk about this as an active NFL player because the fans are so upset and they're upset every week. And they're upset because their team loses or they get a bad call or they think that it's rigged or they believe that it's fixed or that, you know, they want Mahomes in the Super Bowl and they don't want Cincinnati. And so it's just important to hear how the players feel. And then we had Joey Bosa. He's willing to take the fine. He was willing to stand up and say, basically, in that instance, those guys sucked. And he got fined for it. Um, but they did suck. <laughs> so you're in this fine line of not wanting to create an impression that you are taking on the integrity of those people. Yeah. Yet there seems to be a lack of accountability. Well, I think, you know, look, we just were talking with, with uh, Stephen A. You know, it's – I don't always have the best game either. Sometimes refs don't have the best game either, you know, and I think there's a perspective you have to have that you understand it's not always going to be the way you want you know, whatever, Joey Bosa said, very frustrated. Absolutely. And he should be. But on the other side of the ball, there's another team where they're not frustrated at all. And it's going to come back around at some point where you're going to get some calls. And that's what I've always believed. It evens out over the course of a season, over the course of a career. You're going to get some calls. You're not going to get some calls. And look, part of sports lore is things that just, you know, oh, God, the phantom call or the phantom whatever, you know, things that didn't happen that should have happened. And that's part of sports history. And that's as equally as entertaining as the game itself. So just take the good with the bad. You got to roll with the punches. Look, you never want it to come down to that. I know I remember seeing a clip of a bunch of the referees, um, a great crew after our Super Bowl that we lost to the Giants in 07. And, um, you know, they ran off the field. And they were so excited that they ref a great game. And they knew they ref a great game. And not the great game in terms of the, the way it was played, how they ref. They thought they did a great job. And it was great to see. You know, they take a lot of pride in their work, too, just like we do on the field. And no one wants to make calls that impact, you know, the game. You just you don't want it to be in that position. You know, the guy who 
pushed Patrick Mahomes out of the game. He feels terrible. You know, now there was a lot of other plays that, you know, could have could have led to winning or losing and calls that could have let you know led to winning or losing. But, you know, sports, you just don't have a lot of chance. You got a couple chances, you gotta try to take advantage. And um, it was tough to see him crying. It was tough to see that after yeah, the game. Absolutely. And you know what it means a lot. You carry, you let you know, you feel like you let people down. In the end, you know, it's it's tough, you know, you just, these are split seconds. Like I said, you're eight inches out of bounds. And even now, like guys at quarterbacks are running right down the sideline for as long as possible. And they step out at the last minute and they get hit and it's a penalty. And it's just, again, that's kind of the way that the, the league has set that up. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to keep changing. Look, as long as there's wins and losses in sport, there's going to be people bitching about wins and losses and who should have won, who should have lost, and refs that missed calls and players that screwed up. And, you know, again, that's just part of the entertainment of sports. That'll never get old for any of us. And just to clarify one thing that I said, the referee was bad that day with Bosa, but what Bosa did also sucked. He should not have slammed his helmet twice, particularly after he got the first. unsportsmanlike conduct he knows the consequences of that and to behave like that after you know the consequences he should not have done that jim gray with tom brady our program is brought to you by golden nugget hotel and casino whether you're looking for a romantic getaway weekend retreat or just a day of fun golden nugget hotel and casino offers the perfect destination for the ultimate getaway visit goldennugget.com to book your getaway today what's this actual week like for the players, uh, you've been through this 10 times. Um, mm. And you basically need this week too, don't you? Yeah, it's a, it's, I'd say it's a logistics week. You know, you're trying to, A, prep for the game uh, physically and mentally, not emotionally yet, physically and mentally, trying to get the game plan and trying to get your body feeling right in practice. And then you're trying to deal with what's going to happen the next week when the logistics of tickets and hotels and car rentals and parties and all those things for your family really start to take place. So it's the big week. You know, I think we've, I was so fortunate, the Patriots, you know, we were so fortunate to play in a lot of those games. They had the schedules so dialed in, you know, and I think some, and a lot of those teams, you know, they pass the schedules around and, you know, a lot of people see those schedules. It's not like they're probably a mystery. You know, a lot of coaches have friends that coach some of the teams and people keep those things. They try to mimic them. So there's a little bit of a different approach, different style. I think coach Belichick was unique in that, he always wanted to leave a little bit open for this for the second week of practice because he didn't want the players to get down there and get fatigued at the game plan. But oh, I got it. It's that uh, whatever. We already practiced this last week. He wanted mentally everyone to be really sharp. So we didn't install some things until we actually got to the Super Bowl site. And then when I was at Tampa, we put everything in, you know, the first week. And we had the whole game plan set by the Saturday or Sunday before the Super Bowl. And then we went out and practiced it and refined it even more. So, look, every coach has a little different theory and thought process. Probably, you know, it should be a very dynamic thing for probably both teams. You know, you should probably adjust as you see fit as the week goes. But it's a good week. It's, you know, low pressure. It's low key. And you also know there's a finality to the season, too. The game's the season's over. You know, win or loss, it's over. You know, last week, oh, we could win and we keep playing. If we lose, it's over. Now you win it's over, you lose, it's over. Either way, it's the end of the season. So there's some, there's some relief that goes with that. Final thought this week. Is this a celebration game, a player's game, a coach's game? What, what would you describe this? Because this game is unlike any other game that you play any other time. And 
most players in the NFL never even play in this game. So how 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 do you describe what this game is? Uh, it's the greatest. It's the greatest sporting moment you're ever going to have. It's it's just you run out for pregame warm up and it's electric. You run out there to you know when your when your team's announced. There's a feeling and emotion that you're never going to experience anywhere else in life. And then just before that ball's kicked off, you're going to experience something that. You're never going to experience again. If you're lucky, you'll get it twice. If you're really lucky, three times. You know, it's just, it's incredible. And all those moments are ingrained in, your, in, your, in, in who you are and your being. They become, you know, we're all made up of, of, of all these incredible memories that we've had. And this is a memory that none of these guys will ever forget. So I always think enjoy it, but understand the enjoyment from it will really come from winning. You know, it's not the lead up to the game. In the end, if you're a player in this game, you will remember this week for whether you won or you lost, not for whether you attended something or the cars or this. So make sure you don't lose track of priority one, which is to be ready to perform at your best when that ball's kicked off. And how is it for you as a fan when you haven't played? You're 23 years in. That means 13 times now you didn't play. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, I think you just, you're always taking inventory of what you've got to work on and what you've got to do. And you get, you're taking inventory of, of, you know, all right, you know, why am I not playing in this game? You know, and why are they playing? And you got to learn from it. And I remember, God, it was after the 2015 season. And I was thinking about football the next day in 2016, we ended up winning the Super Bowl. So the season for like the season for all for 30 teams, the 2023 season has already started for 30 teams. There's two teams that are still trying to finish the 2022 season. There's two. T- there's 30 teams that should be preparing for the 2023 season, and it doesn't take long to fix the problems. You just got to fix the problems, and you got to diagnose the problems. You got to understand what they are, and then you got to get to work fixing them. Because problems don't fix themselves in the NFL. You got to get in there and you got to root them out, and you got to figure out over the course of a season where do we come up short. And it's pretty easy to identify. A lot of times you look at some of the stats, you know, and you figure out what do we got to be better at. How do we go? Where do we got? Do we got to prove in third down? Do we got to prove at red area, play action pass, throws to the running backs you know, uh, pass protection, run blocking, I mean, all those things. You know, it's just a diagnosis. It's a diagnostic. And then at the end of the day, you got to go out there and you got to carve it out and fix it. So the legend is on Super Bowl Sunday, whether you're playing or not, you're out throwing the football because it's marked on your calendar as Super Bowl Sunday. So on February 12th, you're going to be out throwing the football with Alex? <laughs> to, I don't know. To be determined, you know, it's uh, – I, I think as the years have gone on, you know, I, I I know how to do that better than I've ever had at this age. So throwing and working out is not the hard part for me. Those are, those parts are pretty easy. I still love doing that. Tommy, as always, appreciate your time. Best of luck with 80 for Brady. We'll be looking for you at the premiere. And we will talk to you next Monday night right here on Let's Go. Terrific. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. That's Tom Brady. He's our expert. And for buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. You can find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by the number one mortgage lender in America, United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Our thanks to our producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, with production assistance by Harris Fabishoff, and to our sponsors, Hertz, American Express, USAA, Bank of America, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Brady Brand, and Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino. Let's Go, presented by Hertz. Our podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions and Scratchy Productions. 
Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next Monday night right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. XM Podcasts.